No phone ringing, damn it! The last man on earth lives in a fortress. What day is it anyway? Monday? The hell it is, it's Sunday. Sunday I always dress for dinner. On those cloudy days, Robert Neville was never sure when sunset came, and sometimes they were in the streets before he could get back. If he had been more analytical, he might have calculated the approximate time of their arrival, but he still used the lifetime habit of judging nightfall by the sky, and on cloudy days that method didn't work. That was why he chose to stay near the house on those days. Oh, right, this is it. Yeah, we go. Oh, right, right, sorry, yeah. Down, yeah. Yeah, I know. Ah, we're back. After another absence, you can set your bloody watches by our podcast. The Paranormal Podcast, a fortnightly comedy yeah. paranormal podcast. We've been away for a while because well, what have we been doing? Well, the thing is now we've got tats. We've both got tats, so tattoos, that is. So we don't really abide by the rules of society anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. just been like, Hanging around in biker bars and just doing things that normal people would sneer at, really. I've been, like, drinking in the mornings quite a lot as well. Yeah, we're just ostracised, like, now, because you know, not many people have got tattoos these days. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's really, like, it's just out there, isn't it? You know? I just I just need it. I just yeah. need, that, need that booze, man. Just that ink. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> and the booze. Yeah. We're drinking tea. We're yeah. doing tea with this podcast. This is the first sober ever podcast, so it'll, no, we're no- it'll be shit. <laughs> we're normally, so- like, I'm sometimes a bit on my way, but we're normally, yeah. like, sober. It's because we always had that thing for years that we weren't funny till we had a few tins where actually it was just like we needed the tins. Let's not, op- <laughs> let's not open up this. Right. This can of worms. Um, so, welcome to the Paranormal Podcast. This week, we are turning our attention to the post-apocalypse and what would be inhabiting that apocalypse, particularly from the 1954 Richard Matheson text, I Am Legend, in which he kind of created a world inhabited by bloodthirsty vampires. Yeah, and uh, for this, we've double prepared. We read the book and then uh, watched the film as well. We both read the book and yeah. we both watched the film. And for me, as, as you know, as he would have reminded you of other things and reminds me a lot, if, normally if it's not Irvin Welsh book or a sportsman's autobiography, I'll say you can get out of town. But uh, yeah. I read it, uh, yeah, enjoyed it. I mean, say enjoy, I mean, it's fucking hours. Terrible, really, isn't it? It's terrifying, yeah. I don't, if... It, if people haven't read I'm Legend, I'd first and foremost, I'd say go out and read it. It's only about 140 pages long and you'll smash through it in a couple of days. But it's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's scary with the, the subject in it as well. But also, like, that thought of just being... Um, no one likes being alone, do they? But, I mean, being alone forever, just with a load of, of vampires outside your window... Yeah, I mean, that is that, yeah. that is a Sunday. The main focus of this podcast is going to be the slightly pony 1971 film adaptation of it. But we'll talk about the book for a minute because there was one thing that stuck out for me. And that is that not all the vampire... Basically what happens is... Um, what's his name again? 
Robert, Robert Neville. Robert Neville is like yeah. the last man alive. Gary Neville. This. Robert Neville is the last man on earth after this strain of like a disease wipes out all humanity and turns the rest into these horrible vampires. But the interesting thing is, oh, that's that's the doorbell going. Yeah, shall I get it? Yeah, go on then, yeah. I'll carry on while he's gone. The interesting thing is, his best mate, his best mate is still about. And um, his best mate's still about, called Ben Cortman, and he ends up just standing outside Neville's door, screaming his name at him. Oh, we'll stop this then, shall we? But anyway, so we were, we, we had someone that came at the door, we were just about to start talking about the book, I think, um, because... Yeah, we, well, I, I, I was, wasn't I, and then, uh, yeah. and we turned it off. So you were talking about, is, which I found the most horrific thing, not that there's loads of horrific things in it, but, so his mate is like a vampire, so his mate's trying to get him outside, but not for a laugh, because he wants to kill him. Yeah, of course he wants to kill him, yeah, and... All he does is just screams his name outside his flat all the time. <laughs> Which is, it? you know, that is annoying, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. That's an, that would be annoying if someone didn't want to kill you. Like, yeah, if it was yeah. just like your mate, you know, and he did that. He should have tried to sweet talk him, like, instead of going, Robert, he yeah. should have just been like, Oi, Rob, I've got some tins or something, do you want to... He's well hot outside, well, you want to come out and like or, sit on a bench like, or whatever. Or ring the bell and like pretend you're not a vampire and then get in there and then go, listen, sorry no, bro. No, 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 but he knows he's the last man on earth though, doesn't he? That's uh, the whole right. point. Oh, well, he can't then, can he? No. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> anyway, oh fucking hell, I wish I was the last one on earth now. What, you'd what? go, you'd uh, be shit as the last man on earth. Well... Well, for starters, you'd last about a day before you died in some like horrific accident, like your shower head would fall on you or something. There'd be no one around to fix it. Or I just, I, I just miss. I like to run things by people, like you know, like mm. just, just like to get a bit of reassurance sometimes. Yeah, and also, but you'd be fucking. You wouldn't be. You would like. Well, you wouldn't. To be fair, you, you be, wouldn't be bothered about not going out. I, yeah, I wouldn't give a shit about that. I've you wouldn't loads even... of Blu-rays. I wouldn't notice it for about f- yeah, you, a fortnight. Yeah. You would, uh, the only thing, time, you would notice was the end of the world would be after the first week on a Friday. When it got to about six o'clock and I didn't have about eight alcohol-dependent mates yeah. like answering the phone within half a ring, yeah. going, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll see you down the Nickelbeer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from that, though, well, you, fine. You I can, be I right, can yeah. drive. I've got loads of Blu-rays. Um, as long as I didn't have to like make anything, I'd be fine. Do you know what would be good as well? But being the internet would be so much less annoying. Like there'd be no one on it. You could just. I, look. Bet, I bet I could still spend about three <laughs> hours on Facebook. Though, but what would be, there'd be nothing on there? Yeah, I mean, and as an interactive thing, it'd be like it'd be well annoying. You probably forget that like no one was ever going to be on that chat thing. But maybe the vampires would still go on there. But maybe they just have like. I mean, they'd obviously go on about different shit, wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't know if they'd be able to. Like, although they're quite in the film, they're like quite clever. But in the book, they're just like I animals. It might be what the world needs to get it off the internet. Like when you're scavenging for food all day and you're dead, you probably wouldn't be as bothered with the internet. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's not it's not a good thing though. 
It's not a good thing. No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. So anyway, this guy, he's having a nightmare and his only mate is trying to kill him. It's just lonely. It's just, it's depressing. Have you forgot everything that happens in the book? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I did actually quite like the book. So, and the film, the film is similar, isn't it? I mean, it's a bit. I love, I love like, 70s paranoid films and apocalypse stuff and I love horror films and stuff but this film is fucking shit so we're on about the film now yeah right well I mean I didn't know what to expect really I, well obviously Charlton Heston I thought quite a big draw uh, know, yeah right. it would have been in the 50s but <laughs> in the 70s he's like he, well he's about 70 yeah. I've got this thick look I've got this one liner written down here but it just doesn't feel natural ever saying one-liners on this podcast. I've Go got, on. I've got, Omega Man, more like Saga Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so old. Oi, and he looks older. He looks like shit in it. No offence to oh, him. He's he a looks... beautiful man, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. he in the Planet of the Apes, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Well, I mean, you know, um, people got to work still, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, if you're going to have a last man on Earth standing as the last bastion of humanity trying to kill all these uh, bloodthirsty vampires, you would want it to be a gun-toting NRA maniac like Charlton Heston. Yeah, you wouldn't want like Jeremy Corbyn or something, would you, really? No, oh, he'd be fucked, yeah. <laughs> he'd just, like, you know, invite him round and, like, say, look, what, what, oh, he just, why are you just, so angry? Yeah, no, no, he'd just blame Blair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't, let's not, I don't get into the political thing. I know, because anyway. no, that was as far as I could go. Oh, right, well. yeah. We've had it. We've had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, you know, he's got the... He's, yeah, as you say, he's got that fucking anger running through him. He's, he's, just dri- he's just driving around in a big red car, smashing into stuff. Within the first minute, he crashes it. Yeah. I don't, what is he doing? Why is he wearing... Right, here's a few questions. Why is he wearing pointed loafers? Yeah. No one to impress, really. Why is he ironing his clothes? Yeah. And why is he wearing sunglasses inside? And doesn't he wear, when you first see him, and this has always bothered me when people do it, I don't know if you do, they wear like a like a tracksuit top with no t-shirt underneath. Oh, it just looks like uncomfortable. A, well, yeah, it's just like fucking, it's, that material's not supposed to be on your bare skin. Yeah, especially in like the early 70s as well. It would have been pretty and horrible. Wh- where was he? Where Where's he living? Uh, it's LA. Yes, yeah, so it'd downtown be so LA. boiling. Oh, I'd be roasting, yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine the weather like it is now, just thinking, oh, looking for your cupboard. Oh, right, what's, yeah, I'll bang on like a scratchy tracksuit top here. Yeah, so yeah. So have a yeah. drive around town, fucking yeah. never happen. Um, one of my first things, are, my observations about it is so this guy is fat, he's living, he's the last man alive. Apart from I better the, just say this is the 1971 adaptation of the book I yeah. Legend. Directed by Boris Sagal and starring Charlton Heston. So, he's the last guy alive and no one's going to come round his flat. That's a given, right? He's obviously depressed. His flat is immaculate. Yeah. Like, it's fucking... I, I would like... I'd probably... I'd t- stop taking the bins out after about a day. Yeah, but you wouldn't know, would you? Because you'd just be living in filth. And also, you wouldn't have a job to go to. So, you'd just be like... Like, when I haven't got a job, which is, like, loads, the flat is, like, well tidy because I just can't think of anything else to do apart from trying to write or get a job. Yeah, and because he's got a cleaner now. 
No, but not during the week. Like, it gets no. well fucked up during the week. I find it the opposite. If I'm in there all day, it's just, I'm just cluttering it up. Just put stuff down. Yeah. But anyway, he's like, his flat is just like, it's like, it's a shrine, isn't it? He's just like, and, and it's really nice. Like, he was obviously doing really well. What's he supposed to be? Well, no, he, that, that, was, <laughs> that wasn't his flat when it all happened, was uh. it? What, he's just, he booted his way into like a nice <laughs> flat? Well, yeah, no, he found something that had like a bit of strategic importance. Like uh, it was a place that had loads of metal shutters and it was really near to a massive generator and stuff. He didn't just, <laughs> he didn't just live there and just go, oh, well, I'll just stay here. I'm not going out of my fucking house. I mean, to, to be fair, that is, if something like that happened, you could basically live wherever you wanted. Like yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd probably have to pick somewhere else. Would like, you still? Would you, you wouldn't be able to stay in your flat. Would you stay in Finsbury Park? I'd go in those new student flats. Why? Why would I not be able to stay here? Stay in mine? Well, because you live in a like block of flats quite near to the ground. Yeah. And there's loads of really low balconies, and there's a massive bridge that goes over to it. Like you'd just be killed immediately. Yeah, right. Well, where would you go then? Ali Pali roof. Top of those, I just said top of those blocks of flats, those student accommodation. Or yeah, top of Ali Pali or the Gherkin. Top of the Shard. But like, if it actually happened to you, uh, do you, does a little bit of you think you'd enjoy it and you'd be all right? Well, I, brilliant. I, I, well, I think you actually would. Well, it's brilliant. This is why zombie films are such a massive draw because there's some, obviously there's the horrifying fear and terror that that kind of situation would bring out in you, the the last person on earth, and there's all these zombies coming out to get you. But it does excite people a lot in this kind of consumer world that you would basically just be able to rob whatever you wanted to. And, like, loads of people now are just sick of having housemates and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I suppose back in the day when people were like, you know, there's a bit more space and stuff. But now people would fucking welcome it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't mean... I don't think Charlton Eston in this film probably lived with a flatmate, though. He was, doing, no. he was a pilot, wasn't he? No, he was a scientist. Right, so basically, it's the same as the book, which gets set up. It's, no, it's the same as the book, apart from all like the vampires. Like, no. The head of the vampires, can, he, he, he sounds like fucking Lord Attenborough, doesn't he? He's like, they are Robert. But they're fucked. They're the most fucked up like mix of people to ever hang around with each other you'll ever find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. half kind of like the Black Panthers. <laughs> yeah. The other half like, like the Watley Conservative club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just... And maybe that's the beauty of an apocalypse is barriers crash down. Like, they're just all hanging around with each other because they want to fucking get in. Yeah, like Holloway Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like... That's basically... How long... Right, I'll give you five seconds before you start talking about prison. I was actually (laughs) going to say, like, you know, the segregation in a prison, you know, will normally go on... You know, obviously, it will go down on on race, uh, mainly. Sometimes, you know, obviously, you'll you'll have to join in with... For self-protection, which obviously a lot of... A lot of these guys have, which Heston then goes on to find. <laughs> well, basically, the downfall of a lot of a lot of men. <laughs> he sees a pretty girl. Yeah, he sees exactly. Yeah. So yeah, all yeah. he's got to do is what is keep to what he's doing. Go out in his car. Yeah, like, this guy has been living on. Is is uh, is a self sufficient man's man, isn't he? He's like a woodsman type. He's been living on his own. Yeah. 
for three years using a gasoline-powered generator, and he's been topping that up pretty much every day. He knows exactly how power works and how much he needs every day and everything. He meets this bird. Within a day, he's forgotten to fill up the generator. All the power goes out, and he nearly gets butchered by zombies. (laughs) Yeah, but he he does get him a table at a nice Italian. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, I mean, I, I just... You know, fair play, though. You know, the heart wants what it wants. But, obviously, there's the fucking catch. This bird, you don't... I mean, I don't know. Are we going to go into... Some people might want to watch this film, I suppose. But we can't really talk about it without... You can say, no, people do this now. Spoiler alert. Uh, Right. So, anyway, obviously, she is part of this gang of vampires. No, no, she's not. Oh, right. (laughs) She's not. She's a human. But how does she... Oh, right, but they've got her son... Yeah, because he goes back uh, and they get... Yeah. Right. Basically, he's doing all right for three years, living in a wicked bachelor pad on his own, yeah. shooting zombies in the head by... Zo- I keep saying zombies, they're vampires. Shooting vampires in the head, driving around, having a lovely time, playing chess. He meets this woman. It all goes to shit. Within two days, he ends up crucified to death on a, f- a water fountain, like bathing in his own blood. Is the lo- is the lifeblood seeps out of him? Oi, this vampire just throws a javelin through his fucking chest. And lads, I think we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, but before to go back, he a bit, does save mankind though. To but... go back on a bit before that, so he starts seeing this lady, and then the most this is the most horrifying part of this film for me because I, you know, I like it. I like a drink. We don't pretend we don't on this podcast. I'm drinking now, but, but we're both getting older. Hangovers get worse, and the fear. Gets worse, and I quite often now, it, you know, it's about when you wake up somewhere and it's not what you're expecting it to be, or things are a bit dodgy. Like it's quite scary. So imagine for this guy, he's a oh, couple yeah. of midweek slurps, <laughs> and he does drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then he wakes up, and he's he's in some. I've described it here as an albino vampire kangaroo court. Which is what it is, isn't it, basically? Yeah, it is, yeah. They... There's loads of, like, these vampires around him. They've got him in... Uh, it is like a courtroom. Yeah. Sort of thing. They, they've put this guy on trial and he comes round in the middle of that. God. I mean, fucking hell. Um, yeah, just... that's... I, I woke up with a crab crawling over me once oh. in, in a load of silt after the tide had gone out yeah, in I mean... Falmouth. But that even sounds worse than that. That, that is pretty bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the film. That's a lot of bollocks. Can we I have... just say this though? Can I add this on the film? As you say, he does end up getting executed, but they ended up for some reason. They decide to uh, crucify him the first time in the middle of a baseball stadium. It's quite um, dramatic. Yeah, it's theatrical. But these people are like really, really fucking sensitive to light. Yeah, <laughs> so they they've all gone. To a place that has got the capability of shining tens, if not hundreds, of lights at the same time. Tens, right. <laughs> yeah, like, thousands, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like, what did they, what did they think was going to happen? Yeah, well, I think that probably proves they're not the brightest bunch, doesn't it? Oh, it's just you know really ill thought out when everything else you know they'd done had been quite organised, like the kangaroo stuff and all that. You know, they were clearly. Um, you know, there were brains behind a lot of what they were doing, and then that, that just seemed ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, if you're kind of a near-invincible, bloodthirsty vampire who's allergic to light, you'd kind of play to your strengths, wouldn't you, when you want to plot 
the murder of someone. Stay away from any bright arenas. Probably do it in an underground car park or something well, like that. Well, I just don't know why they, they didn't do it in where they're having the court and stuff. Get it done there. Yeah, get it out of the way. I well, they just that that guy who leads him, he was just too much. Like he wanted all the drama, didn't he? So you will play the price lever sometimes. Um, you know, using double venues for things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I go to a lot of weddings. I'm just. You know, I know it's not really related. Do you? You never mentioned. Yeah, weddings, no, I don't like you? to talk about it. No, no. But for me, I don't see some of the best ones you go to. You have have the wedding thing in the hall, bang, send everyone outside, Prosecco, take all the tables out, set it up, have the food in there, move them, have the disco. Bang, bang, bang. So what do you think Matheson was trying to say about, like, the American nuclear family in this novel? Well, I mean, you know, if there's an apocalypse, it counts for nothing. Like, whether you get on or you've got a conservatory. Or if your wife's, like... Getting off with um, the gardener doesn't mean anything. In the the gardener? Yeah. In the apocalypse, we're all... It's everyone for themselves. Yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah what, a, what, does, a pr- what a profound wrap-up. No, no, that's true. Tune in next fortnight, yeah, yeah. people, when we'll be looking at another paranormal subject and we'll be looking forward to some more Naylor-esque insight into that. I don't think we mentioned science once in this about whether a virus could be airborne that could turn people into vampires or even the possibility of vampires but i think the subject of vampires itself will be tackled in a month in another more niche podcast in the near future this podcast was basically just looking at the omega man and how ridiculous charlton heston is in that film I and um, how good the book is. The paper I took for science, GCSE, it was impossible for me to have got more than an F. Why? I just leave it at that. That was because of the level that it was. Mm. I got a C in science, double C for the double award. Well done. I was good at biology, but I was let down in chemistry. Never get on with it. I think that's why I don't like Breaking Bad. That and the <laughs> fact that it's really overrated. Oh, is this on your? Is this your review on Amazon? It's so boring. Yeah. yeah. No, it is a bit boring. But then that's probably for another podcast, really, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it is, this is going to happen every two weeks now, definitely as well. So, um, yeah, we will, yes, we'll be back at some point in August, probably. Well, two weeks from now. So tomorrow it'll be Saturday, the 23rd of July. So two weeks after that, you'll have another little podcast landing on your virtual doorstep if you've subscribed big, big shout out as well iTunes. to uh, Steve Jesser by the point with him last night he's just started listening to the podcast so there you are Jesse do yeah. I used to call and, Steve Jesser can I just say his review on the first one he said he thought it was quite good and when you're listening to anyone's first podcast it's always a bit chaotic fucking <laughs> so hell so there you are Oi, do you know what I used to call Steve Jessup? don't know Stevie Jessupa Parker oh that is good yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, see you later. Yeah, bye.